Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. We have Adam on with us this evening once again and joined by a very new face to the Franchise Tag Podcast, a special guest for us this, this evening. Sky has joined us tonight, New England Patriots fan. Very happy to have you on, Sky, in what has been a fantastic weekend of NFL football. I was so excited I poured my whole glass of water down me just before we started. That's how crazy, <laughs> that's how excited I am about the NFL. I want water everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm soaking wet here. So uh, <laughs> lots of things to talk about today. Obviously very playoff-centric, looking at the teams we're going, look at the teams that uh, are out as well. Firstly, though, massive, massive news coming out this week about DeMar Hamlin. Fantastic news that he has been allowed to go home. He's been discharged from hospital. All thoughts and prayers are with uh, DeMar and his family. And fantastic, positive news for him and for the NFL in general. What a weekend of football. They all got in the AFC, the NFC, the AFC. We must congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals. And on the NFC side, we must congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles, Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers, um, uh, New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings. I even forgot about the LA Chargers and the, and the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So many teams. But unfortunately, there's three teams that I didn't list. And that is all three of our teams. I had opportunities. <laughs> To get through to that sky i'll start with you this evening a good in weekend for the patriots and for the steelers as well you know if it weren't for jason Sands, well it were if it weren't just for jason Sands, i suppose i mean the patriots could have pulled up a game against the buffalo bills as well but we miss out in the playoffs once again good in or, or deserved i think the thing that disappoints me the most is that belichick's obviously renowned for being a special teams expert and we gave up two touchdowns on special teams and i think if that didn't happen it would have been a bit more of a dogfight, typical divisional game. Um, they just got away from us a bit. It was good that Matt Jones finally got some decent plays called from him by Matt Patricia. Um, mm-hmm. but hopefully we won't have to deal with that next season. Um, we'll see. But no, I think overall, I guess Buffalo have been the best team in the AFC East all year. So, you know, they, they deserved it. Um, as much as that pains me to say. I was hoping the Steelers would get in if it wasn't us instead of Miami. But it is what it is. I I was hoping as well. And I have to say, out of all the tweets that keep popping up about head coaches, coordinators getting interviewed for these head coaching positions, Matt Patricia's name never comes up in any of these alerts that I keep getting. So uh, signs a bit of a bad spell of him, obviously being at the lines and not doing so great as the OC with the Patriots this year. Adam, you I mean, you were out pretty much was as soon as Seattle Seahawks won that game and the Lions... You were out, weren't you? Seattle, pretty well. Seattle knocked out the lines, I suppose. If we had won, we were in. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the Detroit Lions when we could just play our second team and just roll over and let you know our big line belly get rubbed. But no, no Aaron Rodgers. We ain't gonna let you dominate us, Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell fielded a strong team. Jamal Williams on his top game. A great game. Competitive game late into the night. Just stay up for it, or was it a case of the highlights the next morning? Do you see, do you see these? Do you see these? Do you see what they are? That's the pain. That is. That's the pain. Absolutely bloody awful. It was. We were awful. Well, I, I have nothing else to say. We were awful. And uh, well, I, I suppose we can sort of breach this now. I suppose we'll talk about it now. Yeah, why not? The big rumour mill, which was always going to happen and always does happen with the Green Bay Packers, is Aaron Rodgers. That is like the thing. And of course, someone picked up on the mics, but he said to James Williamson, no, I'm keeping my jersey. This one's important. 
to the end of this game. The rumor mill's ignited. Like, let's let's not let's make no bones about it. Is, is this something? Are we are we digging too much into this, or is this just? Who knows? I mean, honestly, <laughs> who knows? I mean, you're you're dealing with Aaron Rodgers. It could go anyway. All you can really get from anything, and also his his post match interview as well. All you can really get from any of this is that Lafleur has come out and said he wants him back, which you know, of course, he's going to say. And Rogers is going to say he's going to take time and think about it. And th- there's just not really a lot else you can do. People and and he will do in the sunniest, furthest location yeah. in Wisconsin, <laughs> as far but, away as he can. People were getting all excited about the fact that he was sort of saying goodbye to every reporter by name. He does it every year. It, it's not anything new. It's it, This is just what he does. And he... He could retire. Uh, if any, if there's any quarterback out there who would be willing to leave over $50 million on the table, it would be him. Mm. And if there's any quarterback out there who would be crazy enough to think that they've actually got a chance of winning it next year, it would be him. So it, it really could go either way. Um, I mean, you, you know how I feel about it. I've said so many times that we should have started the rebuild. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think when all is said and done, he won't want to go out in exactly the same way that Brett Favre did. I don't think he'll mm-hmm. want to do that, and I think he'll want to come back and give it another go with the Packers. And you know, despite the fact that they have been pretty bad all year, to be honest apart from against some rough teams towards the end of the season, they weren't actually that far away again. And so I, I do think that he might think to himself in a few, like in a month's time or so, that he's got a chance of going back to the playoffs and, and finishing on a more of a high than what he's finished on this time. And Sky, when we look over to the Patriots side of the NFL, I mean, very competitive division this year. The Jets have, have really got a grip on it. If they had a quarterback, they could well be dangerous. Um, the Dolphins, if they got a quarterback who could stay upright, it could be dangerous. Um, and and the and the Bills, who are just you know such a such a formidable team. What what does the future hold for the AFC East? Because it, it seems to be only getting better and better and better that division. Yeah, it's really intriguing. Like you said, with the Jets, I think from when um, Hall went down with his ACL injury was a shame. You know, he was having a phenomenal rookie year um, and the Jets still managed to stay somewhat competitive. But yeah, they definitely need a quarterback. I think Miami, as much as people started to get sold on Tua, I think this is obviously such a shame for him to have multiple concussions in such a short space of time. But they've almost gone out now if they did want to get another quarterback. I don't know if they would, but, you know, maybe that's something that's going to be reviewed. Um, Bills are going to be top dogs for a while, as long as Josh Allen's there, which pains me to say. But I think with the Patriots, it's just about modernising. And there's been talk about us getting, you know, um, old coaches back from before. I think Cliff Kingsbury would be good as the offensive coordinator. I've seen that around on Twitter a lot today. Of course, he was um, he was drafted by Belichick, I think, in like 2003. Sixth round pick, you know, he's only there for a year, but he knows him well. Um, might not be, might be the, the perfect case of not a great head coach, but good at what he does as a coordinator. So, you know, coming into New England and giving Matt Jones somebody who can 
sort of revitalize that offense, I think that would help a lot. So, um, but like you said, I think AFC East is in a good position and the NFC East, which is weird because for years, those divisions were not like that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're in a parallel NFL universe at the moment. <laughs> it feels that way, especially the NFC East. I feel like I need to like, two years ago, me would not believe today me if I said yeah. what the NFC East look like today. Um, looking at my Pittsburgh Steelers, just very quickly, um, did absolutely no way did I believe we'd get another winning season. Like, that was far from, I, I fully believe that we'd get cold. Close, but not that really, really that close. And I'd say last few weeks we've played some phenomenal football. The errors that I knew there was that the Steelers were going to make at the start of the year was O line and cornerback in that secondary. It's been the exact story the whole year. But we've really, really came up against it in the last few weeks. I mean, people have been really, really igniting picket last few weeks, which I don't think's right necessarily. I think everyone's sort of been like, oh, well, you want to get the Steelers in the playoffs now. I'm like, well, no, they're still not great. It's just we're sort of staying competitive, you know, which is quite a good way. That's what happens when you have TJ Watt. That's that you keep you keep competitive. Um, it's loads of things to build on. Really, really positive for the future. Um, all of them people that we had on the podcast, but I went on the podcast, just look at us now because they all said, especially I was talking to you, Snapback Podcast, Snap, uh, it's the guys over at um. Quick God, snap. Quick snap. Sorry, I said snap. <laughs> Brett in particular. Brett, the Browns fan. He said we're going to win four games all year. Four games. How do you? How do Cleveland Browns do, Brett? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, a, a mental, a mental scenario for, for we've got to win season game. Just shows how competitive we are. And what, uh, what, what, what? When you are one of the pillars of the NFL, I suppose, are the Pittsburgh Steelers. In- I have, I have to say, I, I did feel a bit sorry for you. I kind of felt like you, them last few weeks, that something had changed. And I kind of felt mm. like Pickett has developed in them last yeah, few weeks massively. a little bit. And and that was a, that it was a bit of a shame that you didn't get in. But I suppose this is, this is the problem when you have a rookie quarterback, it's going to take time. So, but you'd be, you'd be better for next year. The trait, the traits are starting to show. That's the mm. most important bit. The traits are starting to show, especially that him and Pickens connection. I mean, I don't know how much of a future Deontay Johnson has in Pittsburgh, to be honest with you, because he mm. didn't seem to catch the ball very well at the minute. Um, let's have a look at the wildcard round, though. So, lots going on this weekend. Saturday football, starting off with 9.30. Seattle Seahawks going to the San Francisco 49 seven seed against the number two seed. We then go into Saturday night, Sunday morning, quarter past one. We have the LA Chargers going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the fifth and the fourth seed. We have uh, Sunday night, six o'clock, the Dolphins at the Bills, the seventh against the second seed. And then on the late Sunday game, New York Giants against the Minnesota Vikings. We have going into Sunday night to Monday morning, quarter past one. The Baltimore Ravens go to the Cincinnati Bengals, closing out Monday night, Tuesday morning, quarter past one. The Dallas Cowboys going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lots of excitement around um, it, all these franchises, I suppose, Sky, because there's a lot of teams that didn't think they were probably going to get there at the start of the year. And we didn't think that. And really, the highlights for me, Seattle Seahawks, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Giants, it's got to be them three teams. They were all teams that people said would not get to the playoffs. And they've all managed to sneak in and and have done it in, in good fashion at some stages this season. Yeah, big shocks. I mean, the Jags, I mean, Doug Peterson's more of a quarterback whisperer, isn't he? I think he's proved that with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. He's done well there. For me, that's the most exciting matchup, him against Justin Herbert. Um, I really like Justin Herbert, but I feel like that could go either way just because of the coaching. 
You know, you probably say the Chargers have the better team, but do the Jags have the better coach? Uh, but yeah, Giants as well. I mean, I'm probably, <clears throat> as a Patriots fan, anything I say against the Giants is usually frowned upon because it just makes it look <laughs> like that I'm being, uh, you know, <clears throat> thinking about the past. But I'd still not sold on Daniel Jones. I don't know if that's harsh because he's played a, he's played well the last year, especially that. I mean, maybe did take a lot of points off of Barkley for me in my championship fantasy game <laughs> with those rushing touchdowns. Um, but no, still for all of those teams to make it, you know, is a, a great achievement. And I think that's one of the, the perks why of opening the playoffs up to, to seven teams is just giving other teams an opportunity to get in. Um, and I like that there's one buy as well because it makes teams have more to play for towards the end of the year. Um, and less sort of like less worthwhile games. I think we saw that in this week 18. There was a lot of games where there's still a lot on the line. I did notice, I, I mean, it's happened for a few years now, this, this um, another team being added, but it did feel like more teams play their competitive teams. You know, like they play that, they don't, they don't sit, you know, we had somehow stuff for Washington and things like that where, where teams are out, but there was most squads are still. Really, really got all their starters out, still got something to play for. The only team that did it, but everyone was like, what are you doing, was the Chargers. They fielded all their starters. They were like, no, you're in. Don't worry about it. Like, save yourselves. It's going to be okay. Yeah, it, it was um, – some of it was a bit strange. You did kind of feel like, what are you doing? Like, what, what's the point? Especially the Chargers. Very, very odd. Um, and they paid for it. You know, Mike Williams went out injured, and there's a chance that he's going to miss out. And that's – that's what you get for, <laughs> I mean, despite the, even with that happening, they were still playing with Eckler out there to the end of the game. It, it was yeah. such a bizarre thing. And you always run the risk of doing that. Obviously it makes it more competitive when you, when you do that. I mean, the amount of time that Brady was out there was a surprise. I, I think that was a bit of a shock for a team that couldn't really move. You know, they had won their division. There was nothing to play for, but they, um, they still sort of played him for the length of time that they did. You can't just, uh, I think you have to understand that obviously there is an element of pride and wanting to win and, and that's great. But at the same time, it is a dead game and, and you are potentially going to end up losing players because of it. Um, I suppose we'll have to wait and see whether Mike Williams plays or not. In I know that it's a bit 50-50 game time kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's... That's the problem with doing that. So you you got to be a bit careful, but at the same time, it, it's only good for us if the main guys are out there. So I think they're criticised either way, aren't they? So I was just going to say, like, yeah, a little the, bit. The Patriots, when the undefeated season, of course, they started everybody beat the Giants, but in the Colts, the year that was either fifteen and one or they were undefeated, they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs when Peyton Manning was there. And if you rest your starters, you get criticised by saying, "Oh, we well, should have put them out because they haven't played in." X amount of weeks, but then if they do play and someone gets hurt on like a freak play, I mean, the Vikings got lucky with Dalvin Cook. You know, he had a could have people thought he had done his knee this weekend, but it seems like he's all right, which is good for them. But um, I guess as fans, the main thing is is that we get to see more closely contested games throughout the whole year, so that's nice. Or you can play so well that you give up your first pick in the draft. That could, you could even yeah. do that if you really fancied it, Houston Texans fans. The only the only good thing for me on that was that we have the Chicago Bears second round pick, and it's the thirty second pick. So technically, it's a first round pick. So the Steelers have two first round picks. Technically, not really, but technically. Um, let's have a look at some of these games then. I mean, we've been deep. We won't deep dive into all of them because we're going to probably be talking about this all week. And every platform is obviously, of course. But Seattle Seahawks go to San Francisco 49ers. Adam. 
big game. Geno Smith over in San Francisco. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, has, has been playing a stormer. But let's be honest, we can't be surprised when he's got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle all around him. I mean, how do you see this game go? Uh, I think the 49ers will win it. And I think they'll win it pretty comfortably, to be honest. Um, Seattle, um, you know, I mean, obviously offensively, they're, they're a decent side, but that defence is still not great and has struggled. Uh, you look at the stats, they, they give up touchdowns quite a lot in the passing game and the rushing game. So they're, mm. they're pretty low uh, in that. And, and really, they're, they're kind of getting out of it because Walker has done so well over the season. Tyler Lockett has been great over the season. So that's how they've kind of got away with it. The problem is, is they're going up against probably the second best defense in the league. I think the Broncos defense was probably the best one. This one's 49ers are probably the second best. They're away from home. I, I don't see this ending very well for the Seahawks, to be honest. I just think that they're too strong. And although Brock Purdy isn't really doing anything that amazing, he doesn't need to because of the scheme. It's all about the scheme. And I don't think the Seahawks are going to be able to cope with it. What do you reckon, Sky? There's 49ers walking away with this easily. I agree. They're going to, yeah, I reckon they'll win by at least 10. I think one credit to Brock Purdy, though, that was looking, and just in the games I've seen, like George Kittle has been a lot more relevant you know, in the offense uh, since he's been there. Like they, he's even spoke about them having like unreal chemistry. Um, I think he had two scores again um, on Sunday. He uh, overtook, I think I saw some stat about how, so five, that was like five games in a row that he had one or more touchdowns and he overtook Kelsey for the, like the third most receiving yards by a tight end in his first mm. six years. And I think before the start of the year, Everybody like everybody knows George Kittle's a great tight end because of his blocking attributes, etc. He does everything. But now we're seeing him, you know, get the glory as well. Um, but yeah, I think also and like Adam touched upon Seattle's defense. The only downside on that was um Quandre Diggs broke his leg um on Sunday and then the rookie corner uh um Tariq Wu Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be okay, but you know, ankle injury as well. So, you know that's going to affect their chances, especially being on the road. I know it's tough for someone to lose three times. That doesn't usually happen, but I don't think many people would bet against the 49ers. I'd say Niners win. You never know. Trey Lance might be on the move in the off-season. Big Brock might get a winning job there. Him and Jimmy, both Jimmy and Trey Lance, both out of town. LA Chargers going to the Jacksonville Jaguars Sky Chargers. I, I agree with you. You said uh, uh, the point uh, when we were talking about a moment ago, Herbert Lawrence is probably the best quarterback matchup of this Play of this playoff bracket, I suppose it, it could be fireworks in Jacksonville. Yeah, and I think as much as the quarterbacks are the key element, the, it is again a, a cliche, but turnovers in this one would be key because mm. we know how close yeah. it's going to be. And I think whoever has the better game out of um, Etn and, and Eckler will probably be the team that wins. Um, but I I would lean towards the Chargers. I'd say one score, but I wouldn't be surprised if Herbert has you know a good game in terms of like no picks from his side, 250 plus yards, two touchdowns. Um, but if the Jags can force turnovers elsewhere on special teams or uh, maybe a forced fumble elsewhere, then, then who knows? I think for Jags, it's getting pressure on Herbert. And uh, for, I, I didn't see the full tweet, but it looks like Sean Slater has been activated for the game and is probably going to be playing. How pivotal is that for them, Adam? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be huge, isn't it? I mean, he's, mm. he's such a 
great lineman for them. Um, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. To be honest, probably the closest. You know, there's a reason mm. that they've given it as just a one-point <laughs> advantage to the Chargers. Uh, I think it'll be really, really interesting game. I quite like the Char- uh, quite like the Jags even mm. for this one. I, I, I really do at home. I just feel like they've got something going a little bit at the moment. I think that Trevor Lawrence is doing really well. Really, both defences are pretty evenly matched. There's not a lot mm. when you look at stats and what they've done over the last few weeks. There's not a lot of difference between these two. I feel that the Chargers are... Me and Andrew always have this sort of thing going on in the betting show. I'm very much the Raiders of the team that always choke. He's very much the Chargers of the team that always <laughs> choke. Because they both always choke. Um, so I I could see this happening. I could see the Jaguars nicking this and, and just sort of like getting over the line. I don't think they'll go, go any further than that. But I, I could I could certainly see them, see them getting a playoff win, which should what first one since is it 2016 i think it is 2017 i believe 2017 i believe so you know i mean that's that's a it's going to be a big thing for them and you know a team that's been struggling for a few years now yeah i I, it's a very evenly matched uh set up between the two teams i i I do like the jags just to to Mm. nick it and I, i think they're uh you know they've got something going there i guess what i'd say that's my game of the weekend I'd say that that's it, it could be it could be really big that game. Um I as my granddad would say, I feel like the Jags got to rub the green. They've just got something about them at the minute. They just they just look a bit more X factor at the right times. Um and Lawrence has really found his pace. So I, I really like the Jags there, to be honest. Um going to Sunday, the Miami Dolphins go to the Buffalo Bills. I'm gonna assume two is playing this game. Am I wrong? I've not read anything to say the difference. I don't. I know Mike McDaniel said something about he was not even asking him about how he's feeling. I don't know if you guys saw this. But doctor's advice that he's just leaving him to it. Is he playing it coy? And I don't know. Mm. I I don't think he. I don't think he'll play. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I still think Buffalo, regardless. I'm sure we all do. So yeah, if you don't uh, play Tua, you have Teddy with a broken form. You play Skyler Tom. Skyler Tom. Oh, Skyler Thompson went injured, didn't he? At the weekend. Oh no, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's a lie. Yeah, I I would be surprised if Tua came out personally. Mm. Um, I I think that there's. I, I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I think there's potential for him not to be hanging around in the NFL much longer. To be honest, mm. with the way that his <laughs> uh, his injury history has been this year. Again, as Sky said, it, it does it matter. Really, <laughs> I think the the Bills are just too strong, and I think they'll win this one fairly comfortably at home. They don't have any weaknesses on the defense, to be honest. They're they're pretty strong. They, at the middle of the season, you could have argued that the cornerbacks, because of the injuries, but even that's not so much of an issue anymore. I I just don't see the Dolphins doing anything, and and this is kind of why I said it was a bit of a shame that the Steelers didn't get through. I think this would be a completely different conversation if it was the Steelers. I I think the Bills would still be a strong favourites and and probably win it, but with the Steelers' defence, it would make a much better contest. Mm. Um, there's a reason that the Dolphins are nine and a half point favourites, and yeah, they're not they're not going to blow it, are they? So. Mm. And also, I know 
I, I don't want to harp on it about it too much, but there is something to be said for sport in all sports when you're playing for something bigger than the sport. And I feel like Buffalo is going to be feeling that. They're going to be feeling that with the DeMar Hamlin stuff. And like, yeah. a team like Buffalo doesn't need any more fuel on the fire to be amazing with added motivation to be going like, we are going to win it for him in a way. And I think that's so that's so powerful in in all the sport. Um, I think it's such a massive thing. Um, so yeah, the, the Bills roll the Dolphins, in, in my opinion. Um, the New York Giants going to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, interesting matchup, this one, Adam. I mean, it's it would be nice to have Andrew on the show because he would have been obviously very pro-Giants and tell us all about how the Giants are going to walk away with the win but really the question is can you stop Justin Jefferson uh you can you know you saw mm. you saw Jair Alexander do it you, you if you've got yourself a, a decent corner there you can stop Justin Jefferson it, it's going to be very difficult for this Giants defense to do that but they they're they're not bad you know they, they have mm. potential it it's a really difficult matchup this one because mm. Everything about it makes me go that the Vikings should win. And then I remember that their quarterback is Kirk Cousins. And that's that's just enough for me to go, he's going to bottle it. He will bottle it. It's a primetime game. It's the same old story. I think that they... I, it's really difficult. I do think they probably nick it just because I think that they've got a slot. They've got that better offense. They've got more mm -hmm. options. As much as I love Barkley on the giant side, that the other wide receivers that they're, they're not that great. They're not sort of they're not sort of playoff ready. And I think that that could be the difference. And they have had an amazing season to get this far. They really have. And, you know, the O-line's been great. The D-line's been great. Brian Dable's been great for the Giants. And <clears throat> I, I just feel this might be one step too far for them at the moment. And, and Sky, I... I have to sort of agree with him, but the Giants are just so unpredictable, aren't they? Like they're just—I yeah. mean, we when we saw them before we came on, Sky was telling me that you know he was at the Packers Giants game, just like we were, and they were not great the first like quarter, and then suddenly they're just like ignited, and they played so solid the rest of the game, and they do find good performances against good teams, don't they? Yeah, sort of. I I don't want to go against them and like Adam said I keep chopping and changing and Brian Dable's probably for me head coach of the year if not maybe Mike Tomlin you know he's definitely in that discussion <clears throat> with how quick he's turned around the Giants um, again another big Barkley fan but I think yeah I just expect Jefferson to be the difference maker because I don't think they have anyone in their secondary where you know like Jair Alexander did or what the Packers can do and I think also as well like outside of Barkley, again, like Adam said, who really is Daniel Jones throwing to? I think the main thing, if they can keep him contained in the pocket and force him to have to throw the ball instead of scrambling and sort of um, moving the chains that way, then the Vikings defense can sort of home in on forcing turnovers and getting, you know, free and out. So I would, yeah, one score game, but I'd still go with Minnesota. Yeah, I'm gonna to to stick with Minnesota as well. I think I just think they've got the at these stages you need X Factor players, and Vikings have got a, a fair few. Um, the Baltimore Ravens going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Some would argue the Bengals are the team you do not want to play in 
the playoffs because it's it's cold, it's windy. They they went and did it last year. They went all the way to Super Bowl last year, and they've got such good talent, haven't they, Sky? I mean, Joe Burrow's just not lost a step here, and the Ravens are banged up. No Lamar. They found a way to win games without him, but yeah, yeah it. it I just wouldn't want to play the Bengals right now. They just they, they find ways to win, don't they? <clears throat> yeah, and they're just I feel like they're just a likable team for everybody. You know, Joe mm. Burrow, Chase, um, even Boyd and Higgins, Mixon, even even got P Ryan involved, you know, towards the second half of the season. Like they've got a lot of playmakers. Um, and I think like they proved last year, when the lights are the brightest and the pressure's on, Burrow's not phased, the mm. Bengals are not phased. Um, and I think whether Lamar Jackson plays or not considering he hasn't played in a few weeks, I would still back Cincinnati. Um, and I don't think the Chiefs will want to see them again. You know, Bengals are their bogey team, um, at least in the last few encounters. And uh, I would say Bengals probably by maybe even double digits. Um, but yeah, Cincinnati. If I was, do you know what, I'm that sold on the Bengals lately, if I was probably picking a team to follow today, it'd be the Bengals. I think their road jerseys are the best in the league as well, the white ones. So <laughs> we've got a big secret Bengals fan here. Uh, the Ravens, Adam, I mean, their defence is pretty good. Not really got the X factor on offences that they need to come against the Bengals team that has, has a really good offence and defence. Right? And, and good and good everywhere on defence. Their, their defence has not missed a step from... They were slow starting at the start of the year, I suppose, compared to the end of last year. But I think that's recency bias. They've grown into themselves. And the offence, I don't think has get, been maybe given the credit as much as that because Mixon's not played the whole season. Chase hasn't played the whole season. And yet, they didn't miss a step the whole time. They did not miss a step without them big players. Joe Burrow, mate, finds a way to make it work. Well, if you've got T Higgins on your team, what do you expect? I mean, you know... Well, it's T Higgins on another team, though, is he? You know, yeah. still the number two on this team. Yeah, it, they they look great. They really do. Um, defensively, very strong. The Ravens, like you said, got a strong defence as well. So they're pretty equal defensively. But when it comes to the offence, the Bengals are just a step above. And I think they've just got too many weapons to beat the Ravens. I don't know if Jackson's going to be back from everything that Harbour said. There hasn't really been any sort of indication that he's going to be or not. It's a bit 50-50 at the moment. I I can't see him being back, to be honest. And, he, and as Sky said, even if he does come back, what exactly are we going to be having from him? Um, yeah, I, I think the Bengals would be too strong. The offence is too good. Very likeable team. Very high-scoring offence all the time. So everyone's going to love them. Uh, I'd like I'd like to see them go all the way. I really would. But um, I I don't know. There's some there's some good teams out there. But I'd like to see them go all the way. Seven-point favourites. I think they'll win it. Cover the spread easily as well, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be a comfortable win in Cincinnati as well. And then the last game of the weekend will be the Dallas Cowboys going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A game, I have to admit, Adam, I have. It's. I'm not going to be running to my telly to watch this game. You're not you know, staying I, up for this one, nice no. guy. Unfortunately, I have a little bit of a thing against the Cowboys this year. I just don't really get it. I just don't really think that good. No, I just don't. I'm sold, but I shouldn't be. But I'm sold on them. I just don't get it, man. They're part. It's Parsons, and that's it. Like I, I saw that. <laughs> but then the books. I don't mean the books are that great this year either. Like. No. Well, they haven't been great. They're eight and nine. They're, they're in a losing record and they got through to the playoffs, you know. So that's that's saying something, I suppose. Um, 
a, a game, Adam, that, uh, yeah, I won't be rushing to the TV for, but will you be wanting to see Tom Brady potentially in his last playoffs, maybe? Or, or no, no. I hope the Cowboys no. finally kill off this Bucks team. I really do. They have been <laughs> dire all season. They're horrible to watch. It's just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, throw it, miss, run the ball, run the ball. It's just, it's not fun to watch. They're not going to score a lot of points. Cowboys are favourite for this game. They should beat them offensively. Mm. And that Cowboys defence is no joke as well. I know a lot of people just say Parsons and it is predominantly Parsons, but they have got some really good pieces on there. I've been saying it ever since Dan Quinn's been there that he was going to make a massive difference there and he really has for that team. So I like the Cowboys defence against this Buccaneers offence that I know that Mike Evans suddenly decided to turn up in the last game Mm. and that that was great but there's there's not a lot there that just isn't and they're, they're just not very good and really don't deserve to be in the playoffs at all well, that was quite a scathing review of the Buccaneers <laughs> I, I was not actually prepared for that I was like whoa you went great time there buddy jeez it's because the pack books are the Packers number a fair few years, isn't it, as well? That is your added heat onto this. Um, Sky, in your opinion, the cat, the cow was going to roll the butt. Have we been too harsh? Are we being too I, harsh about it? I mean, obviously, being a Patriots fan, being a massive Tom Brady fan, I think he, he will show up to the point that they won't go quietly. Even when they lost to the Rams, they still mm. had that late sort of rally. But I think Dallas's defense is too good to lose to an offense stuttering that much, like Adam said. I mean, um, Todd Bowles just doesn't whatever plays they call I don't know they get like one yard for back-to-back uh, -back runs and then a wide receiver screen or Brady just throws it up and hopes for a PI call or something I don't know like it's just yeah it's weird um but I think Dallas like I, I'm sold on them um I know Mike McCarthy sorry Adam as a Packers head coach would always find a way for it to go wrong which I guess is what people think is going to happen with Dallas at some point but Oh yeah, um, I'm just impressed. <laughs> it, ain't a, it ain't a thinking moment, Sky. It's gonna happen. Like we yeah. are, like so, <laughs> so bought in on that. <laughs> I just think that sometimes you get lucky in the sense that, and obviously, it wasn't good that Prescott got injured at the start of the year, but they managed to rally behind the defense. Cooper Rush was in. Prescott's come back. Yes, they've had a few hit and miss performances in the last few weeks, but I still think with what they've got with Pollard, Elliott, Lamb, other guys on that offense, even if people are banged up whatever you know there's there's enough people there to plug in and enough talent on both sides of the ball to at least make noise you know in the playoffs and I think they will they'll win this one but I don't think Brady will retire he'll be back again sorry to disappoint you both yeah probably in Las Vegas or wherever he's meant to be uh, it, seems, it seems every day the rumour mill is that he's going to be somewhere else just quick shout out to fourth and flex fantasy football giving us comment what's going on fellas we're doing all good just chatting some NFL Lots to talk about still. That is all the playoffs uh, that we are talking about, though. I'm just trying to load up just so I can see their standings. But two departures of head coaches this week. Two firings, I suppose you should call it. Sackings? Firings? One of them. Um, Lovey Smith over at the Houston Texans and Cliff Kingsbury over at Arizona Cardinals. And a lot of murmurs that Sean McVay is going to walk away. And a lot of murmurs that Denver Broncos are willing to give up further draft picks to try and get Sean Payton into uh, into town. Sky, um, firstly, we'll talk about two guys that have gone, Lovey Smith and um, 
and Cliff Kingsbury. Rightfully so, in your opinion, or do you think Houston maybe so much chops and change, and but then at the same time, and then Arizona, yeah, it was Cliff and Kyler. It was meant to be this bright future. They've been on the cusp of that great winning streak for the other season. Didn't work out. Not really come to fruition. How do you feel about these both these guys leaving and departing? I think. Stick? I think Arizona's right. I think it just seemed to go a bit stale in the end. Um, I know it's obviously unfortunate Kyler Murray got got hurt, but even before that, they didn't look great. Um, and I think a new head coach, if they can hold on to DeAndre Hopkins with Hollywood Brown as well, you know, there's pieces there for an, a fresh mind to come in and, and make it work. Uh, with the Texans, I don't know. I keep changing my mind. I mean, I think it's harsh that we knew how bad... Houston were before the start of the season. They still managed to be competitive in the last few weeks. Um, but I think, unfortunately, for Lovey Smith, they got a lot of cap space, a lot of draft picks. And when you have that, it makes, you know, even if it's not the most attractive franchise on paper, you can get almost any name you want through the door when you've got that. You know, you've got the draft capital. Um, and like you said with Denver, I mean, that's the only thing where I think, does Sean Payton really want to go there if they've got no, no picks? What are they going to give mm -hmm. up? Whereas... I mean, he, you wouldn't see him in Houston, but they can pitch that to people. So I wouldn't say it's the right decision, but I understand why. Like, I wasn't surprised, especially after they managed to move up to the, <laughs> the second pick. Um, yeah, by winning that game, I thought oh, he hasn't done himself any favours there. Mm, he, it's, it's an easier sell, I think, next year for you to go, we take Bryce Young, Bryce Young with the one pick, he looked okay. Okay, we're going to fire the coach, but you've got, Bryce Young or, or whoever they pick, CJ Stroud or whoever they pick in that position, I suppose. Um, what do you think about the rumour, Mill Adam? You're one who loves a rumour. You love a gossip, you do. You're infamous for it. <laughs> what do you think about it all? Huh? Which one, McVeigh? Yeah, McVeigh, yeah. I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's like real young still. Everyone's like the, the McVeigh tree. Everyone wanted a coach like McVeigh. He's not exactly like the wrong side of the age bracket he's still fairly young you know he's doing he's been he's done a good job with the la rams he's produced a whole new level and thinking of coaching it feels like and yet it, there's a lot of rumors where he's just going to go well i suppose if you put it all together you've got stafford who's basically broken <laughs> uh aaron donald's another year older cooper cup is another year older the rams have no draft picks so you know, if Amazon come knocking, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it, really? I mean, <laughs> I, I can't I mean, get it. He, he's made a legacy in, like, five years as well. Yeah. Like, he's made, like, such... The NFL way of thinking has changed because of him. The whole game plan has changed because of the, the ideas that he's implemented alongside... Um, is it Les, Les Sneed, I believe, who's the yeah. GM there? And, you know, giving away the first-round picks and building a team. I mean, he's he's been to two Super Bowl finals and... Won one of them. Um, in fact, he's been to more. Has he been to more? He's been to three. They, I uh, can't remember. No, two. Lost, lost, lost to the Patriots. I'm happy to yeah. say that. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and the win that they lost got. the Patriots. Beat the, beat Bengals. the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. But it's still so competitive. Every, I think mm. is this is probably the first year that they weren't. But I yeah, think, like you said, sure. he's not going to want to be part of a rebuild. He can go no. on TV for a few years and then pick the the best job at the time when <clears throat> someone wants him yeah i you... think i think it's an obvious one isn't it really and then like with the rest of them i i i don't really get why sean payton would want to go to denver i i, mm. I don't really see it i mean i think 
I think we've all been quite rough on Russell Wilson and he's had a really bad season. But at the same time, it's like I, I think there's there's still a player in there. It's just a matter of getting a coach that can get it out of him again. But I, I don't know if Sean Payton would want to be doing that. I think he probably wants to go somewhere where there's already a solid or more solid quarterback than what there is. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, it's just weird. The Cardinals mm. are just weird um, as a team. You know, sign him up till 2027 and then fire him at the end of the season. Very mm. strange indeed. Um, and Lovey Smith, I feel like he deserves a contract just for the beard. I mean, it's a brilliant <laughs> beard, isn't it? It really is. Um, I just, yeah, I feel a bit sorry for him because it, he was he was on a losing <laughs> battle from day one. It's, that Texans franchise is an absolute mess at the moment. Absolute mess. And I, I think you could put anyone in there. I don't see it changing. Do you think there's any, who, who would you say may, might be next? I mean, the problem is this year a lot of people have gone mid-season, haven't they? You know, Frank Reich, he got yeah. fired. I mean, there's been there was a rumor mill going around that Steelers would like the idea of Frank Reich as OC, which I'm completely for. I am totally down for that if they want to get Frank. Reich. I mean, a, 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 a team of Mike Tomlin, Frank Reich, and um, God, what's his name? Brian. What was his name? The Miami coach, head coach, Miami. Oh, Dayball. No, Flores. No, not Dayball. Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Yeah. Brian Flores. Yeah. yeah, he's a linebacker yeah. coach. I mean, man, I'd, I'd, I'd be rocking with that. The I'd Browns want him, that. apparently. Yeah, I mean, he'll be a good hire wherever he goes. Mm. As, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you think there's any risk of anyone else then, really? The only one that I'm sort of looking at is you could maybe argue Kevin Stefanski just because it's, but then they've, they've just got what, if they get Watson for the full year. I yeah, I, I don't see anyone else. Go, I, I said this, I think we were talking <laughs> about this and it it feels very much like there was so many changes last year mm. that you can't make the changes this year kind of thing. It's like you've got to give mm. them some form of time. So it, it's going to be very difficult to move off a lot of these. I, I don't really see there being much. <clears throat> there, there might be the odd one or two. I mean, I, I could see maybe like the Panthers taking someone instead of going staying mm. with Steve Wilkes. I think Wilkes probably deserves it, but I could see them changing it. Um, the Bucks with Todd Bowles, they might decide to change it, especially if Brady does move on. I, I could see that happening. Um, there's a lot of talk about Jim Harbaugh coming out mm. from Michigan and coming into the NFL again. So I, I think you might, you might see that happen. I know both, um, both OC, the OC and the DC from the Eagles are being interviewed in a lot of places. So, yeah, I, I think you might see a few different changes, but I, I don't think you're going to see anything particularly shocking. Mm. I mean, I'm just having a quick look just in case. The, the Washington commands have got rid of their offensive coordinator which it's not like he's gonna get snapped up anytime soon i suppose um anything else just, oh oh i did get one thing wrong sean slater will not be playing in this game for the chargers he'll be back if they progress so that could be an interesting trayvon walker you never know could be eating on justin herbert 
Lots, lots, lots to be excited about, Sky. Lots to be excited about, Adam. Thank you both for joining me this evening. Really appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe to us on YouTube, onto all um, podcasting platforms. We are on all social media. Make sure you go and check us out. We have started releasing articles as well. Franchise Tag is hitting the written forum, the written word. Yes, we know how to write over here, not just speak. How crazy that must be for you all a game changer in the in the world of franchise tag podcasts so make sure you keep an eye out for our articles as well as off-grid nfl who do a fantastic job of their article articles as well lots of exciting things coming your way for the rest of the nfl uh, season until then have a good rest of your week enjoy the first weekend of the playoffs